This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We listen to Newsboys again. And we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. It's all about jacking off. Well, aren't we nasty today? I want to see cats! Hey. Oh, I'm just chilling. Yeah, baby. Loser's another word. My wife. Bazinga. 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 You said that you're a big fan of the show Ballers. Oh, yes. Um, now, we're, we're HBO guys. But Game of Thrones, John Oliver, Barry's really good. But is it The Rock? Is it the, oh. the, the whole thing? Like, why Ballers? It is The Rock. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have Good Christian Fun. And Elizabeth Warren is horny. She's horny a horny lady. I get it. Do you, I mean... Like, I don't want someone to not be horny if they're going to be my president. No. Well, well. Yeah, you want to think... No, you want someone who's read Sex at Dawn, oh. but also understands, like, consent and monogamy. Yes, <laughs> but you yeah. want someone who, like... Committed, yeah. but also, like, knows a good pair of pecs when they see them. Ooh, yes, indeed. <laughs> exactly that. I can't. I don't. I want a president who's horny for once. Is a wild <laughs> statement. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I just want a woman for president. Well, a, a horny, horny woman. woman you trust a little more. Absolutely. And maybe it's her horniness that'll get her elected. Probably not, though. She'll probably lose. No, Good all. Christian Funds, the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, Christian movies, music, entertainment, stuff made for and by Christians, usually. Sometimes for and not by Christians. Just, you know, sometimes some grifters that just. Uh, found a get-rich-quick scheme. Savvy marketers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of course, like Mike Warnke or maybe even some people in Newsboys who can say for sure with certainty the topic for today is Newsboys. But before we get into the topic, we're not here to make you go to church or proselytize to you or make you feel bad about what you believe. No. And by the way, we have plenty of guests on the show all the time where they say stuff and that's what they believe and I'm like, "Mm, okay. But in the room, of course, you're going to be like, yeah and give green lights and you know yes and and stuff yeah i feel like that's come up a couple times that people uh think we're just implicitly agreeing with everyone (laughs) with stuff people say uh but i'm more like this is their time i'm not here to tell them their story is wrong and caroline Uh, (laughs) did prepare a list of guests that she has disagreed (laughs) with. let's start with number one penny chick (laughs) (laughs) but uh no and that's uh that's our role there so we're not there to combat people but uh don't always agree with everything yeah it's okay we're practicing respectful discussion and and speaking of probably not agreeing with people uh let me ask you a question do you feel like this is a particularly horny summer what (laughs) do you feel like Uh whether it's people being more open about being horny Mm -hmm. or feeling more horny 
that you just get kind of a horny vibe in the summer air right now. I think the arc of humankind tends toward bends towards horniness as <laughs> and <laughs> as we march into progress oh and into freedom oh, it curves for all. up all right <laughs> <laughs> not for everyone right. um and you know we just get to this greater uh human unity and um expression of ourselves i think horniness is going to be probably the number one uh product coming out of that i think yeah and i'm really encouraged by it it's really yeah uh, to borrow a caroline phrase it's really giving me life right now i've never said that uh, <laughs> not once um and also are you gathering this intel just from like being on twitter all day and just be like no. man people sure are horny out there <laughs> <laughs> no it's usually like anecdotal convert maybe that doesn't apply to the people in the room because it's like you're married so it's like one but it's uh, been a horny summer okay great I just want to. I want to encourage everyone yeah, to get like horny out there. That. What? I don't like that I said that. Well, I. It was over me saying something, so there's no way to edit it out. Unfortunately, can't edit you out. Think of the bowler of meal. Uh, the topic for today is Newsboys, not Gerbert, which, uh, oh, I guess we can talk about after we introduce our guests. Yeah. Uh, let's introduce our guests right now, ladies and gentlemen. I've known this gentleman for going on 15, 16 years. He's a musician. He's a songwriter and singer. And his new album, Love and the Dark, comes out August 23rd. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jason Hawk Harris! I Caroline usually makes a effort to say it in sync oh, with me. Oh, sorry about that. I was just a little slow. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> it's just, I'm just happy to be here. Hey, yeah. happy to have you, sir. You know, uh, fun fact about this song, this is actually Amy Grant singing, but this is a Rich Mullins tune. Yeah, he wrote it. Yeah. yeah, back in the day. And like the intro before you guys start it, I mean, that's some serious composition right are, are there. you talking about the piano in yeah the song? i mean that's some fugal that's writing that would make bach blush music yeah have you have you actually heard the intro caroline to the, this song on yeah. entirety no this is how it starts it's how it starts like a classical piece yeah. like this and the rich mullins version it's a long like dulcimer solo it's basically weird. yeah this one's a little more like yeah fun Amy and kind of kooky oh, yeah let's exactly go on just wait. It's beautiful. Oh, it Just wait on. for it. I mean, we could talk over it the whole time because it is like two minutes long. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a- actually really, honestly, it's super sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Rich Mullins had his hands in it because mm-hmm. like he was a trained composer. I mean, listen to that. Goodness. Yeah. It's serious baby, shit. I feel like baby. this is a separate song. I know. It does feel like that. We don't have to keep listening but to But I like it, songs that feel like separate yeah. songs within the same song. Like Into a it. sweet. Absolutely. Or something. A jungle land, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So a vignette then, within a larger story. It. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. And then it get, it, yeah, it segues into this. I guess it's like only a minute long the intro, and then it gets into mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. It's such a weird hybrid. Give it up for my stepdad <laughs> or whoever. <laughs> my stepdad. I don't have a stepdad, <laughs> but I'm looking for one. <laughs> uh, if, if there's any, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. At this point in my life, I really think I'm ready for a stepdad. <laughs> hey, I love a stepdad. Are you ready to be a stepdad? Because I'm looking. I finally, I got a stepmom about two years ago. Okay. So actually a year ago. So like, I feel like I've got stepmom, you know. Um, Locked in. Unfortunately, stepdad, I think, is going to be out of the uh, 
out of the yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, who's gonna but... take us mini golfing this summer? I know, right? You know? And feel bad the whole time that he's not doing enough. Yeah. We can do that ourselves. Who's we can make buy ourselves me, like a new set of tires. I could have a stepdad <laughs> tantrum. <laughs> new set of Continentals. Who's yeah. gonna do it? Actually, my dad would do that. Probably, <laughs> he's a nice person. Uh, well, Jason, thanks so much for joining us on the show, buddy. Absolutely. Were you a Gerbert fan growing up? <laughs> I don't even. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even know what that shirt is. Well, okay. Let me That's explain. Cool. It real quick. That's why you're a normal adjusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is in the episode picture. There was a listener that got in touch with us, or maybe it's just me. I think it was in the GCF DMs, though. Oh, I, but there I was also check them. yeah. But uh, in my Instagram, there was a girl who said, "Hey, listen to the app. My uncle created Gerbert, and she sent a picture of her and her like friend or sister or cousin wow. wearing these sweatshirts." And I was like, "OMG!" And she said, "I'll send you one." And I said, "Okay." What? And then gave her my address, and then lo and behold, that's a fresh. Wait, so sweatshirt? did y'all talk about this on the episode? Yeah, at some it's point? like this puppet show. Is it a oh, Christian yeah, we, thing? Yes, yeah. it's oh. a Christian puppet boy who I like not heard of this. Learns lessons about God, and it's uh, not associated with like salty or like another, no, but it's okay. kind of a, it's the same flavor. It's okay, like a, gotcha. a, yeah. a creepy weird thing gotcha. teaching you about the Lord, yeah. uh, and it's intended for for children. It's intended for like little children. Okay, gotcha. He, he cares about uh, the Bible. He cares about hygiene, specifically like taking baths and having multiple people get Animals. in the bath. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Neighbors. Um, Pre-millennial dispensation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. totally. Get totally. big into mm-hmm. that. Uh, but yeah, so I, but here's the problem. I wanted to, like, when, once I got the sweatshirt, I wanted to be like, oh, hey, thanks. Especially because the cost of postage was on the outside of the package. So I was like, I'll Venmo you the, like, it's, I, I want to Venmo you this, like, nice gift, but I can't find the DM. It goes, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but it goes from like, Two days ago to three weeks ago mm. in the DMs when I'm scrolling weird. back. Sounds what? like a sounds like a uh, conspiracy. Is like that it weird? Skipped yeah. a bunch. Yeah. So huh. it goes from two days ago because so, it was like more than two days, but less than three weeks that wow. it happened. Do you think Big Gerbert hacked your phone? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Big Gerbert's on the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Big can't let anyone find out about my merch. <laughs> ah, they'll never find me. I'm a master deceiver. You see, catch me if you can. That movie was about Gerbert over here. <laughs> oh, get in the bath. You know, get, get in the bathtub. Bath uh, well, Jason, uh, Smith, let's get in the bathtub of your let's story. Go. Let's yeah. get in the bathtub. Faith and journey. There. Right. You, I, you mm. well, in some background for the listeners, Jason and I have known each other since high school. We went to the same high school in Kingwood, Texas, mm-hmm. back in like 2005, 2000. We were both That's class amazing. of 06. Right. Are you in the same grade, too? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kevin was the uh, wunderkind, though, who yeah, like, skipped a grade or Kevin something. Yeah, tell me about Kevin about that time. Like, <laughs> what was going on? You know what's funny what do you is, remember like, about him? actually, Kevin and I knew of each other because we like had the same circles. Like, you came to KUMC sometimes, which is the church I was going to. Mm-hmm. But I mostly knew you through being friends with Andy mm-hmm. and um, and uh, Andy Carter, who I was in a band with for for a long time. The Show Ponies, the Show a Ponies. terrific band. I still listen to those albums. Oh, Andy Carter, yeah. I'm so glad. I uh, counseled at a camp with. Oh, did you really? Yes, okay, there I you know go. Her too. Yeah, she went to her wedding, I believe. Uh-huh. So I we were all at the wedding, probably. <laughs> I didn't oh, yeah. really get like any. Yeah, I, yeah, that's probably true. I didn't get any hangout time with Kevin until like probably after Andy moved out here. Yeah, right. So yeah. we were like in our. Uh, I was in my, I was like 21. I remember talking to you at parties a little bit in uh-huh. high school, but what I remember most about like you and your reputation in high school was bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> was that you were like supremely like the, like the talented musician and in Kingwood, like it was. It's a small community. It was, it, yeah. it was a small community, but it was more like, you know, sports based and it is like a little Friday Night Lights flavor For sure. in yeah. Kingwood uh. where it's like the football team. Yeah. And, but mm. so, just a lot more money. 
Yeah. Than uh, the town. Or yeah. It was, it. it was like Dylan. It was like gold plated Dylan, yeah. essentially. Rich, rich. Okay. Yeah. We're all very rich, privileged Wait, what was, children. Um, well, you're a musician now, so that's great. You're mm-hmm. still on track with your life. Uh, what was Kevin's reputation back then? A podcast. Smart. <laughs> smart kid. <laughs> smart boy. Smart boy. And because you are, correct me if I'm wrong, you're younger than the year you graduated mm-hmm. high school. I mean, you, you, you graduated early, essentially. Yeah, I graduated when I was 16. Right. So I thought of Kevin as like this kid that was like, oh, he's really smart. And I'm really smart. Yeah. Right? But this is like a boy but genius Kevin we're working with. two grades. So <laughs> he's like smarter than me. And, you know, I knew his sister. I knew Casey. Uh-huh. That's right. And like we were in classes together. I think we took American Sign Language together, actually. You and my sister? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I think. So. Did she take American Sign Language? She did. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure we were in the same class together. Yeah. Wow. But so I'm a big fan of Casey. Well, and, and the thing too is Jason uh, dated the woman that he's now married to in high yeah. school as well. That's they were true. high school sweethearts. So oh, I've wow. known his wife Ashley since that time too. That's mm-hmm. so cool. And that was a real nice thing of continuity after Andy had moved out and then knowing Jason and Ashley out here it's just like it felt very, you know it was like a little slice of home out here and it was very comforting to still know those people and we still run into each other at Jameson every now and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. every oh, now and again so cool. yeah. Yeah. Huh. well way to dox me now Pass- people are gonna be uh, mobbing that place <laughs> yeah like you never talk about oh, Pasadena yeah they're gonna be show. mobbing that place <laughs> we have to close down for <laughs> the day get up at 6am there's Kevin's two coming in it's the horniest summer we've ever seen <laughs> they're all wearing Gerber shirts <laughs> he's in a spot get in my bathtub they say wow. i didn't know you were uh you were a little genius mm-hmm. oh you I, I and i to refute that point though <laughs> i knew you were a smart boy i feel less but in- i wasn't like wow this guy's on track <laughs> there was nothing in me the world. <laughs> well when you called a piece of apparel jason might have been wearing as 2013 kevin <laughs> that seemed to be more hinting to an image of me that wasn't so much about smarts or brains and, and more about like no, chaotic what I've happens when a spencer's gifts sp- explodes so then you wear it not spencer's so much as like the forever 21 Ooh. boys section yeah, yeah yeah i see that forever 21 meets baby gap maybe. okay yeah. yeah oh gosh i did try on some baby gap jeans back in the day or no it was kids gap jeans kids gap i was gonna uh, say baby gap would be pretty small. Okay, not even a boy genius a but also a skinny legend it was a it was a perspective thing wow, you know, they looked bigger big. than they actually were but no to refute the point it's great uh and and this i've always, always known you're smart yeah uh, whatever uh but this is not a false modesty thing but i don't feel particularly like I was smart or smarter than any of my peers or smarter than anybody my age. It was just that like my mom kind of gamed the system oh, with me via homeschooling I stuff gotcha. where it's like, you don't need this stuff. Yeah. Just skip two <laughs> grades, man. And so I feel like I kept up with that, but it wasn't like, he's just so insanely smart that we had to keep him. Got like oh, okay. It was yeah. less like that. It wasn't a ship him off to Caltech as soon as possible situation. No. Because then also I was the guy in high school where it's like, I went to community college after uh, high school. It's not like I went to like, Harvard or Northwestern, and when I actually got to school, school at University of Texas, I only I never took more well, great than twelve. School, by the way, great, great school, school, terrific yeah. school. Hey, uh, I never took more than twelve hours a semester, so it wasn't like I was just like taking in the information huh. and process. So you know, I, I've uh, it, it's like. Were you taking it slow for a reason? Like you just want to enjoy your time there. I did want to enjoy my time there because yeah. I was only there for two years right. at University uh, of Texas because okay. mm-hmm. I spent a year in community college, two years there, and then a semester out here, and I was done Right. You got your when degree, I was like 19. Right? Yeah. Did, did you ever go to a graduation ceremony? I did, yeah. Do you have a little the cap and gown semester. photos? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Can I have those? 
I, I did a uh, can for what? For merch? <laughs> for merch. <laughs> yeah, There's a video of me dancing across the stage because it was the first time I got to graduate too. They didn't let me graduate at Kingwood <laughs> alongside Jason. They were like, no, you're homeschooled. This is uh, not- I love hearing about your education. Yeah. Anyway, this is about me. That's about Jason's I'm sorry, story. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's faith story. Because uh-huh. we were both, ra- were you raised in Kingwood too? Uh, Kingwood, no, Texas? no, I was raised in, uh, so we, we had a pattern where we basically, from the time I was born until I was like in fifth grade, we moved like every two years. So I've got like, we lived in Clear Lake for a little while, which is another community outside of Houston, more near Galveston. Kingwood is what I remember about growing up because fifth grade was my first time there. But I have like really, my most of my childhood memories don't happen in Kingwood. They um, they happen outside of that, but I would say like if somebody asked me, I would say yeah, I grew up in, right. in Kingwood for sure. And so. were you, were you like was were you born into a Christian home? I actually don't absolutely. know this part of your story. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I was. We were. Yeah, my dad was a worship leader. Like Ooh. I mean, we we had the the full the full. I had the full Christian upbringing you, experience. Would you say you were plugged in? Oh, I was plugged in all right. <laughs> Subscribe. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Subscribe, cosign. Yes, absolutely. I have spent most of my life, I've always been pretty 100% on the resurrection, mm-hmm. and everything else I've been pretty confused about, like oh, in yeah. regards to Christianity. Yeah, so the idea with that being, and for people that aren't familiar with Christianity, just the core idea that like, yeah, Christ lived and then he died and then he did rise again and yeah. then everything else is like TPD. everything else is like i <laughs> yeah. oh wait that yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. there's there's lots of stuff like that for me so i'm a i have this like habit of pissing off both liberal christians and conservative christians mm-hmm. like and i'm kind of like that that uh uh pariah in the middle somewhere the marion williamson sure of the race yeah yes. mm-hmm. I, I, I like that i'll take it <laughs> you harness love for yeah. christian <laughs> yeah this uh, will not yeah. make sense by the time love this it. before yeah, the this is so before longer. the not to be too topical uh yeah. and um you know not with the times but before the aleppo situation i would have said i was the gary johnson of christianity oh god <laughs> <laughs> well now we don't now we don't have, have to say that yeah hey, that's bringing a slight bell that's right most people will catch on yeah, yeah. i'll catch up later what did like your faith look like for you as a kid growing up and like what are now kind of the caveats or the things that you're figuring out so i was the kid that like always really liked the i liked the part where you got saved Mm. or the part where you got baptized and so like the ritual of it yeah was fun. yeah so i did both like seven times <laughs> is that true <laughs> yeah i don't know just to make sure it sticks yeah right? you know i think i was i always grew up like i was kind of a performer and i liked being in and i liked being the center of attention and working on that and going to therapy so like i would see people getting baptized and be like oh i, I want to do that and like there. so i'd go get baptized <laughs> and then like and, and then like i'd go to a camp where they'd be like we're this baptizing baptism people. is about me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, and then i'd go to a camp where they'd be like we're baptizing people and i and my parents weren't there who knew i had already been baptized so i was like oh, i've never been baptized I was gonna ask, like, did <laughs> so, I get wise to, like, yeah eventually they did <laughs> so i went to like a i went to like this christian church camp called frontier camp in grapeland texas which is a town of like 30 until camp comes in and then it's a town of 200. Yeah, we would go, we went to this camp and I would go every year and every year I was the kid at the end of the week who like had to go up for the altar call and like get saved again. <laughs> and like, so, so. Uh, did you actually, I mean, when you were a kid, were you actually like, 
I must be safe. Like, did you really feel well, sincerely I think, that I, thing? I think I was out? feeling something really intensely. Mm. I just thought for me that like the most powerful experience uh, at that, to that point in my life was like getting saved for the first time. And so I think that I just like, I'm someone who's always needed like a lot of stimulation, like in general. So you're I, it was like so chasing that salvation high. Exactly, <laughs> I was. That is exactly is what I was high. doing. I was chasing that, and it is a high for sure. That's and so great. And so I would. So so I I went to this church camp for like you know four or five years in a row, mm-hmm. and I had I pretty much they kept the same counselors with us a lot of the time. And um, this one guy, Mike, like pretty much saw me do this every year. This counselor, and he finally came up to me like when I was in fifth grade. He was like, "Hey." you're good. <laughs> like you don't have to get saved. Any- it's just a one-time thing. Uh-huh. You didn't have to do it last year, the year before, the year before that, or the year before when I did it with you the first time. Like you're good, you know? That was a big move for him. Yeah. And it felt um, sad. You like I- running towards the baptism, he closed lines. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> yeah. no. Just like, no, little Jason. Tackling no, little down. chubby Jason. <laughs> That's so sweet. But I feel like it's sometimes a little fuzzy around the salvation baptism. Oh, for sure. sometimes I- they're like, like, if you want to get saved or if you want to rededicate your life. Rededicate. Come back in. See, that, like, was, that was where I boom, got, that's I, where I That invites in. me in. That's yeah. a little bit of a, a loophole that I can jump through to yeah. go do mm-hmm. this thing again. But I feel like it's a, that should be worrisome if like you're a real evangelical Christian because it's supposed to be a one-time thing and you live your life. It's not like a continual act of like praying God save me. Totally. I believe in you. And yeah. if you rededicate twice, it cancels each other. Exactly. Out, yeah. It's a that's a, negative, yeah, so, so that doesn't work. Left. Simple algebra. Really. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to go, you have to always get an even number of salvations. And then like aside from the ritual and stuff, what was your relationship with God like during that time? So that's the thing. I, I definitely didn't think I was one of those kids that needed to rededicate my life. I was a pretty good kid. I had a problem with lying. Like I would definitely like I would tell lies because I I wanted to be more interesting. Mm. So like I always like was so jealous of the kids like in like second grade who would be like hey uh, I, I'd be like hey I'm I'm Jason where uh where I was a really precocious kid so I was always introducing myself I was like where are you from and I always ask them where they're from and they'd be like oh I'm from I don't know Little Rock Arkansas and like here I am a kid going to school in Houston and I'm like I'm from Houston it mm. sucks. So, like, I stopped saying that. I just started saying, like, I'm from Chicago. (laughs) And I didn't know anything about it. And, like, so, like, I I had this, like, constant problem with, like, my life wasn't good enough or interesting enough. And so, like, I would make up these elaborate stories about, like, uh, like, one time I remember I was in church. And, like, after church, uh, me and one of my friends, I was like, Mom, can I go ride with Derek and Derek's mom to church? please and and uh and she said yeah go ahead uh, go ahead and so i rode within the church and 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 on the ride to church she was asking me like questions and stuff and 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 i didn't answer any of those questions and i just went into this elaborate story about how i was born in the back of a car <laughs> like how like yeah i mean just because like i yeah so i had this real like crazy issue with that and i think that played into the whole rededicating my life because like mm-hmm. it was like that moment was so powerful for me um, because like, I just didn't feel interesting enough. And like, that made me feel interesting. But the thing is, is like, I talked to God all the time. Like I would pray constantly. Like I remember praying all the time. Like I would be, I, I was a weird kid. I would get freaked out if I hadn't like prayed in a week mm. or something. When I was a <laughs> You'd kid. Feel it. Yeah. But I was also like lying through my teeth, like every day. And, um, but it's, yeah. but it's funny that the lies had to do with, it wasn't like covering your ass or like nice or oh, trying to make yeah, someone feel right. better. I've it never, was, it was just creative. I've never it's made that connection. Yeah. That it was narrative. It yeah. was like, here's it was like the legend of I Jason need, Harris. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Did it bother you the lying like as a kid or were you just kind of like, eh, it's well, not that big. Like, me when people figured it? it out for okay. sure. But you, did, you didn't feel like yeah. a sense of like holy guilt no, about it or anything for the most part. I mean, when you're little too. So. I think I felt some guilt, but at the same time, like, again, I wasn't lying about doing something wrong to cover my tracks. Yeah. So like in some ways I felt like I was like just writing a better story for myself. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm someone who has to be really careful with the, uh, with the the line like you've ever heard the line like don't let the facts get in the way of a good story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like so like i have to be careful with that yeah line. I, I wrote like, that you actually. wrote that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> yeah when i was a kid i think i just really took that to heart <laughs> <laughs> don't let the facts get in the way of anything yeah, at all <laughs> anything at all whatsoever so but yeah i mean i had like i i can remember having a relationship with god like a personal relationship at a very young age and like even like hearing um, you know, not voices necessarily, but like, you know, when you're a kid, I feel like you're just more open to that sort of communication, that like divine kind of communication. And uh, like, I, I have this one, like really two, uh, two really vivid memories of when I was a kid. One is that like, there were a couple times where I would be scared to go to sleep because it would just be like, I was dying for eight hours. Mm. Like I was just going to be dead for eight hours. And that really freaked me out. I'm like seven year old kid. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to die for eight hours. And so like, I would just pray, you know, just like, Oh God, please make it a fast night. Just make it a quick night. And I swear to you, I would close my eyes and I'd open them and it would be morning. It was the most bizarre thing. And it happened Mm -hmm. a couple times. It was the weirdest thing ever. And, you know, I don't know if that was some like different way that a child's brain works or something like that. You know, it might have been. But um, but yeah, that that was that's a very vivid memory for me of like, you know, asking multiple times, like, God, do one of the quick nights. And And like that would come through. And that would happen. And it didn't happen every time because I would pray for it all the time because I was always scared of going to sleep because I was afraid I was going to that was like just dying. Mm -hmm. And what if I don't wake up? And then another time I I woke up in the middle of the night and I was just like overcome with the fear that like a hole in the ground was going to open up just big enough to fit my bed and my bed would just fall into hell. And like, I just like, I just like, you know, kind of like rustled and like ran out of bed and like ran in my parents' bedroom. I wake up my dad and my dad does does this thing when he wakes up where he's just kind of like, he's the dad that like, you know, just like grabs something to hit somebody with when he gets woken up. And, Mm -hmm. uh, so anyways, uh, yeah. And I remember him pulling out the Bible and going to, I think it's in John three where it talks about like, no one can snatch you out of my hand. Mm-hmm. And he read that to me. I was like, okay, I think I'm good. And so like, I remember praying that a lot when I was a kid until I realized like, okay, like hell might not be what I think it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, that's some major anxiety for a little kid. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I had, I had some issues for sure early on. How much of that continued like when you got older in middle school and high school? Yeah, even in high school, I remember like having like uh, weird experiences where like I was, I don't know what contributed to this because my parents weren't super like, I think there are parents out there that it's like, that's Satan doing that to you. You know, that's demons, you know, and that kind of thing. And they really freak kids out. Right. My parents didn't really do that. But I think just by being in the South, like I think I was exposed to some sort of like, fire and brimstone preaching about like satan and the devil coming after you i remember like one night like i I couldn't fall asleep again it's always goes back to like falling asleep like and uh the wi-fi uh not the wi-fi the uh the computer 
I don't know if there was Wi-Fi at that point. Uh, it, probably not. Probably in 2006? Not. It would have been like 2004 or something. Yeah. So no, no Wi-Fi then. So. so it was like the fax machine or something, like or a printer in my room or something like that. And um, yeah, and this light was, this red light was just glowing and I felt like it was Satan. Oh, man. <laughs> so it definitely oh, like man. had an effect on me for sure. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Experiences that. like that, yeah, you have a lot of mm-hmm. demon anxiety stuff mm-hmm. uh, as we uh, tortured you with on last week's yeah, episode. Yeah, uh, if it was unclear, I was literally laying down on the couch with my ears closed with singing I to know, myself. I kind of feel bad about that. No, don't that, feel bad. That's okay. Uh, most normal people can handle that. No, but uh, I have vivid memories and sometimes it comes back now. Now, of like turning off all the lights in the kitchen or the living room, and, the be- and then being like, well, "I gotta get out of here before the demon." Oh, gets yeah. Here. yeah, or like, yeah. it's like, well, well I just had Satan. a ticking clock for Satan's arrival. <laughs> Can I say something <laughs> just a little funny? Is I would imagine sometimes that uh, you know, like Satan was just chilling in my room. Ooh. I'm just chilling, but just Satan like, is just always like, in my imagination, sitting cross-legged in, in a, a three-piece chair, suit, just like, just like watching you, like a sassy yeah. kind of little bit of a yeah. You know what Satan looks like Satan. to me in yeah. my head? Satan looks like <laughs> it's still terrifying. Satan looks like me, but kind of fucked up. <laughs> Oh Whoa! Like I mean, he looks like me, but it's just like his eyes like drooping a little bit, like just and everything like, a little bit out of place. Yeah, and like too smooth. Like he's smooth. He's a smooth Ugh. dude. Yeah, he's smooth. He and like he's just KY kind of, jellied up. Yeah, before he's just kind he... of this fucked up version of me, <laughs> and like who's better oh. dressed and yes. like yeah. Wait, is Got that because body. he's like a reflection of you, or because that's just like? You grew into what you thought Satan was like as a kid. Kind of a satanic looking guy. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just like, yeah, for some reason it's like, you know, okay, my favorite thing about Kendrick Lamar's, uh, uh, huh? uh, which, which, which record? Pimp a Butterfly. Butterfly. Thank you. Where it, my, my favorite parts of that record are, are when he talks as Satan or when he talks as the devil. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Satan. Like, huh? <laughs> or whatever he says. I think there's a part where he says like, um, he's like, "What you want? You a house? You a car? Forty acres and a mule? A piano? A guitar? Anything? My name is Lucy. I'm your dog, yeah. motherfucker. You can live at the mall." And like, it's just like freaks me out. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I think Very the way that talking. he talks, like that's how, like how Kendrick hears his Kendrick Satan talking to him. Like that's how I hear my Jason Satan talking. Ooh, to wow. Him. Like, I mean, that's such a trope in like Christian songwriting is like taking the POV of God and then writing from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to do it, <laughs> Satan, I, I guess sympathy for the devil is, is well, that or as well. just like, you know, I don't know about, I don't know if it's sympathy for the devil so much as just like, you know, I think that, that it's easier for people to think in persons when they're thinking of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And I think just like for me, I try yeah in my writing and everything, I try not to editorialize. And like, I feel like the best way to not editorialize evil is to see it in myself. Oh, that's so I think maybe that's, maybe that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Anthropomorphizing. Yeah. One time when I was growing up, my mom told me a story that she was driving on the highway and this is after she was married to my dad and she like looked to the left and, and there, there was, was a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a Clinton shirt. He was voting for Clinton as he was driving. No, but... Uh, <laughs> she was wearing a vagina on her head. <laughs> no. No, back. she looked to her left and there was like this man who was like the handsomest man she had ever seen and he was like smiling at her like... Like being like, hey, like, kind of know, flirting, like yeah. Sexy eyes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at first she was kind of looking at him back, and then she said, "I just knew that that was the devil." Oh gosh, 
I just knew it. I and just this wasn't it. a campfire story. It was no. this happened. Yeah, this happened. Okay. Yeah, and like, like the devil came to tempt her out of her marriage that day. Wow. By becoming like a stone cold hottie. The devil went down to California. He was looking to commit adultery. For one night. <laughs> it was probably Ohio. With your mom. Like Phoenix. He yeah. was looking for some purity to steal. Uh, yeah. I mean, that my, Penny is a powerful member of the teller. kingdom. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah, if there's anybody he's going after, it'd be. It'd be Look, Penny. I'm like I'm like one of these Christians that like my problems with the Bible like are not with miracles. Or with like the spiritual invading the, you know, this this realm. Like I've never had a problem with miracles at all. Like mm-hmm. it's not hard for me to believe in miracles. So like oh. I well, they told s- me they have a problem when with you. When you saw Prince of Egypt during that song, you said <laughs> It was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There can be miracles. <laughs> next, right, 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 right. Next Come part on, of the story, please. Yeah. yeah, let's go. You know what the first song I think of actually isn't that it's uh I believe in miracles. Where you come? You sex, sex the thing. thing. Yeah. That's, the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, what that's my mom experienced. <laughs> yeah, that was that's the song that was playing when she saw that dark guy. Miracle. Yeah. yeah. So like I don't I just it was you a horny know, summer. I, <laughs> um if the devil came to tempt you out of your relationships right now and embody themselves as like the hottest thing you've ever seen oh, this is a great in this question. horny summer, who would it be? This is an excellent you question. You know, I remember <laughs> I don't know if Andy, our mutual friend Andy, ever talked about this with you, but I remember Andy back in the day saying, "I just feel like if Satan is a woman, he'd look sh- he'd look like Megan Fox." <laughs> <laughs> like she was real specific oh, about no, that. No. Like, that's, that's funny Satan. about that. I read an interview with her. She was like, "Yeah, people just assume I'm evil because I just look like this." Is that funny? It's crazy. Yeah, oh, she's like, "I'm sad. really a normal, like, funny yeah, person." Yeah, and that's she's just like, sad. everyone just assumes I'm like a shallow bitch. I've actually heard nice things about her. Yeah. too. She's, cool. she's yeah. funny on New Girl. Um, she's good. Yeah. You're full of shit, Andy. Yeah, well, anyway. Whoa! <laughs> she listens, too. Was it Loki for you? Loki? I don't know. That's your hottest Marvel guy. That's who you think <laughs> my, hot, my, my horny summer crush is, is Loki. Wait, you're saying if Satan took the form of a tempter or temptress... Yeah. yeah, mine's Loki. <laughs> well, like, know. like, are we? Let's qualify the question. Are we talking? Does someone? <laughs> like does it need? To, <laughs> does it need to be someone who's like embodied, like a kind of like spirit person? No, in it a just movie? looks like a human being, Regular and you're human. on the freeway, and they're and they're like trying to get you to pull over. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you, they have to be so tall for you to even see them on the freeway that quickly it's what gonna take like six, well it's just like how are you gonna see them in the six seconds it takes to pass someone going 65 they're right they're right, neck and neck with you window to window oh so you're saying they're not standing on the side what? of the freeway no is that what you thought the story was yeah about? i thought no, penny no, no. was saying like satan there was, was a man. also driving <laughs> satan has a wow. what was his car was it an Audi? I don't know. I was feel like it, it was a, a good Kia? one. But now I don't know if it I'm mixing up the Kia. story with I like hope it's not a Griswold family vacation, you yeah. know, and Christy Brinkley was like it a, driving a Corvette. Was oh, it yeah. a wood paneled suburban? <laughs> it was a VW bus. Was it a wood <laughs> what is it a wood paneled PT cruiser? <laughs> Do you remember those? Those were so ridiculous. Satan drove a fiesta. I remember a buddy of mine at church had one and he yeah. took me to Best Buy to buy the Buffy the Vampire Slayer soundtrack. Yeah, that's, a good that's great. That's a, that's a good friend. <laughs> All right, answer the question. Okay, my my answer would actually be like uh, like i have a like a, a weakness for kate blanchett oh blanchett yeah. that's a very good one Ooh, yeah, she could be those safe. Cat, she, would, cat she eyes. has also an mm. otherworldliness about her so yeah. that really checks out yeah a loki adjacent in ragnarok <laughs> <laughs> i mean Loki's oh right hot, she's hella but it's yeah. not like whoa yeah <laughs> we yeah. all don't want a dark 
hottie. <laughs> but that you said no, he was I did, the I hottest guy, more okay. so than Hemsworth, more so than Evans. I did. Yes, on our Marvel episode, you, you said me on an who's off the number day. one crush, and you said mine's Loki. No, I said uh, I said Chris Pratt. Oh, I thought you said Loki. Cl- Loki's up there. Okay, anyway. for crushes. Um, answer the question. Oh no, who's on brand for me? I'll just don't <laughs> do a brand answer. Betty do White. an honest one. Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Lively. Right. I'll say Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Blake Lively, Blake Lively. J- dressed like like in a simple favor stuff. Yeah, mm. like her her wardrobe and that. Oh yeah. Or the fifties outfits she was wearing. Oh, this is the one she the was suits. in with um, wow. Kendrick. Yeah. Okay, with Anna horny. Kendrick. With Kendrick yeah. Lamar. <laughs> yeah, no, because she kind of wow. acted like Satan in that movie. Right. That's what I'm thinking. She was of. awful. Yeah. Huh. What, what about yours? Oh, Colin Farrell, any day, any time. In the lobster. <laughs> Honestly, just fine. <laughs> we'll take it. A yeah, little sure. bit of a gut. Make him human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like mm-hmm. me. All right, so after high school. Uh, he's just like me. He's just like you. <laughs> after high school, how do you feel like faith evolved for you? A lot. It's it's definitely changed quite a bit. I you think came I, out here to Biola. I came to Biola, which oh. somehow, uh, yeah, I went to Biola. So you missed that? that reality show somehow. I am so like okay. <laughs> yeah, that seems right I, up your alley. That's actually the first episode that I listened to of Good Christian Fun. I came late. And I've listened to like half of them since then. Get out. But like. Get out. That, it's my running podcast Yay! right now. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. But yeah. So that freaking show. Oh my gosh. It's pretty that's awful. And like what's funny to me is like, first of all, not everyone at Biola looks like that. No. Like, but you know what's funny about that episode is we had the most feedback from people that are like, I knew Cassie or I knew the, like we had uh-huh. we had like dozens of people write in and be like I was there when they were filming it was mm-hmm. weird yeah, yeah. there was like mm-hmm. a lot of like on site testimonial yeah, from that time so a lot of ex-evangelicals coming out of Biola oh, apparently <laughs> things are happening and how but I so I, yeah I went to Biola and I did the whole I got a minor in Bible uh, nice. and what was your it, major? Uh, music music oh, okay, composition cool. mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, Biola was really uh, interesting to me because I got like into the like nitty gritty of you know the theological debates and and theological arguments and like different positions on certain things and like I think the one thing that struck me about Biola that um, I, I loved my time at Biola by the way I really did but um, one thing for me was like they were so. Uh, the whole faculty was so bio is I think really scared of changing. Like you've talked about focus on the family a lot and how like there's this kind of like they instill this fear of like people are coming after us, you mm-hmm. know? And I think Biola to a lesser extent for sure, especially since they've had their new president, um, like they, 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 they don't feed into that as much, but I think that it's still like, it's still a thing there where it's like, we've got to hold fast to these, mm-hmm. you know, to these positions. So like for me, I just don't see, um, you know, I don't see the, I'm not going to like live or die on like who wrote Ephesians Mm -hmm. you know I just like it's not something that's going to really affect my faith but did it become clear with the things that were important to you when you were there yeah the resurrection yeah I mean essentially like that was the one thing is it's like and I think my one crisis of faith happened when I was like whoa 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 shit like because I was actually reading the Bible where Paul's like hey if like he didn't like rise from the dead actually this is all bullshit yeah. And like, I was like, wait, hold up. And like, that freaked me the fuck like, out. Is that so, an option? Yeah. So what <laughs> gave me my the biggest crisis of faith for me was 
like reading Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so like I went deep on a dive into like, you know, the historicity of the gospels and like, you know, this source and this source and like, um, and I, yeah, I was really freaking out for a while, but ultimately, you know, making a long story short, and this is very, in, this is a very inside baseball conversation, the theological whatevers, but um, I ultimately came to the conclusion that I was like, I think this is, you know, and like I said before, I've never had a problem believing in miracles. And so like, I was like, I think this might, I think this actually happened. So from then on, it was all just about, okay, I've got this one thing. And like this, and, and like basically my faith at that, from, from that point on has been like, okay, yeah, I believe this for sure. All this other stuff I'm, I'm really confused about. Mm-hmm. And I just essentially just live my life on the edge of confusion but it sounds like you have curiosity too. That's not just yeah. like, well, I'm a dumbass next. Oh like, yeah, yeah, like no. it is. Like it, it sounds like it's something that you're always looking and seeking for. Yeah, and there's way. like there's there's multiple things for me that could be. Um, there's multiple things that like to me seem like they could be both true and not true at the same time, like based on what angle you look at it from and like we're talking about an ancient religion like in antiquity and like we're talking about a book that was put together by a bunch of dudes that at a meeting you know and like yeah the the first reddit thread the first reddit was thread, the, council exactly, the council of nicaea <laughs> and you know Yikes. if the bible is supposed to be seen as inspired like did the like this is a question i've been asking myself lately is if the bible is is, is inspired like was the council of nicaea inspired Oh yeah, because it is. You know? it, it has to be like a thousand perfect links in the chain where it's right. like this was inspired, and then this translation was inspired, and then yeah. that guy was inspired. Like it is like yeah. uh, it's sometimes precarious. Yeah, there was a like, long time. Yeah, where I just I uh, I think I would have just said like yeah, that's part of the miracle of God is mm-hmm. that like he had his hand in the Council of Nicaea, and this Bible that we have here is definitely the right one, and yeah. not the other ones out there. And right. I'm just gonna charge through. I'm, I think almost like not wanting to open the can of worms i feel you because i was raised in a christianity too where it was like well the bible isn't fundamentally infallibly true Mm -hmm. then what is this yeah exactly and i was like that sounds correct to me and uh, house of cards theology totally we haven't given a shout out to that a long time yeah if if it's not 100 percent true then you're basically just making up something you know well which is true uh but now on the other side of it i'm like this can still kind of function for me. But the theology that in a conversation with a person I no longer speak to, when I said, no, I think gay people are fine. He said, well, then why shouldn't I cheat on my wife? <laughs> I was like, well, oh, man, such I mean, a, it's a, a lot, a lot of reasons. Yeah, like that's our gaps. sexual ethic is yes. just like it has, it, it depends on gay people <laughs> not being a thing. I, people, I feel <laughs> like people, when you say anything about gay folks, like the Christian's response is to go to the very, 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 very bottom of the slippery slope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even if there is a slippery slope that starts, like they go to the bottom where it's like, you know, why don't I just fuck a donkey? Wow. You know, it's, it's like, like, well, that really said a lot about you. <laughs> me and my wife, yeah. Gwendolyn, she's this. a cow. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> she's lovely. Except her. You all seem happy, actually. Yeah, that, you seem to be really that, good together. <laughs> that poor cow. <laughs> no, but one thing that, that, that I liked about Biola was like one of the classes we take is uh, biblical interpretation and spiritual formation. And like biblical interpretation is a great class for like anyone to have because it's introduces the ideas of genre to reading the Bible, which yeah. is very important. Poetry versus history versus narrative yeah. versus parable. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I've only picked up on that in like 
the last five years of my Minutes. life. It's it pretty important. Like big dink. Yeah. No, not at all. Because like <laughs> I grew up not knowing any of that stuff too. Like, and I think that like, do you guys ever listen to the podcast Improv for Humans with Matt Besser? Oh, uh, with Matt Besser. Improv yeah, with Matt for Besser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, hope yeah. he doesn't listen to this. Uh, he hates Christianity. I'd love to have him on sometime. Though, I, I just he, went, he was raised in Alabama with a lot of Christian stuff. Arkansas. Or Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. yeah. The I just went on that show and I met him. He's a super nice guy. I think my episode's coming out soon, oh, and dope. and they're gonna tie. They they do some skits on heaven because I played some songs and I have some songs about yeah, heaven. Yeah. And is it called it's Heaven hilarious. Don't Have a Name by yeah. Jeremy Renner? No, is <laughs> that a thing? Right. <laughs> is that a He's thing? He's been dipping his toe into Hawkeye's music. a bit of a singer songwriter now, and he has a single called Heaven Don't Even Got well, a Name. Where he scats? This explains the haircut. Honestly, yeah, it was connected. Yeah. I, uh-huh. think. I love that for him. That was that was a Christmas gift when that song came out. Okay, but you went on that show and they did. <laughs> oh yeah, but he sketches. was. Uh, I was listening to it the other day, and they had one where they were talking about this. Uh, they were about to set up a scene, but first they listened to this like news news article where it's like this guy in bumfuck Egypt, Texas, like decided that he found like fossils from Noah's Ark in his backyard. Oh and like that well, hear him out <laughs> that right there is like a very very clear like genre misunderstanding you know sure and, and because like you know you can like i don't necessarily believe that there wasn't a big flood but that it it didn't like think about the perspective of like a someone in ancient times like you know they didn't think of the world as the globe they thought of it as like their immediate area mm-hmm. so if they're like you know even if you have like just the just the area of like iraq where most people were at that time that flooded it would look like the whole world flooded and isn't it just so much more fun instead of going to gosh i'm gonna say instead of going to blockbuster instead of logging <laughs> on to netflix <laughs> what and, is this captain marvel <laughs> god i hope not uh but instead of lo- logging on to netflix and if someone said oh yeah every movie on netflix is a documentary it's like <laughs> yeah. No, there's, yeah there's a sci-fi oh movie gosh, there's a drama yeah. movie there's a rom-com yeah. there's fantasy there are documentaries on and there. it affects the way that you take a piece of information yeah. in and like so if you're looking at everything like it's like a factual like account Ugh. yeah it's just a less like it's not even so much like does this make us more kind or less kind but but the thing i default to with a lot of these conversations when that is intrinsically a part of it as well it's just like isn't it more fun that it's like different stuff going yeah, on yeah isn't it more fun from like a literature perspective yeah. to to enjoy it in those different for prisms sure. yeah for sure and like the best books like tell truth through fiction mm-hmm you know and not that i think that oh gosh that's going to get me in trouble with see that's a that's an example of something i said where my conservative uh, christian friends will they're going to give me a hard time for that but wait why do you still have conservative crimes <laughs> <laughs> cut them out of your life yeah, in 2019 yeah. we're all horny and we're all <laughs> cutting toxic people out of our lives yeah, <laughs> yeah. friends out oh my gosh no that's fine like okay. so i don't mean to say that the bible's fiction i certainly don't be- believe that but i think that there are like you certainly can't read revelation in the same way that you read ephesians like that's that's well, that's I have very a man for you that would love to do that yeah. don't watch lord of the rings the way you watch the jinx yeah they're different <laughs> don't watch only, best friends in the same way that you watch rambo that's right the only one i ever like really knew was a genre difference was psalms and uh-huh. proverbs right because it's fairly obvious yeah but i feel like the thing with those is the usage we had on them was the same which was 
oh, if you're, yeah, if you're having like a night terror, right. I'm going to reference Ephesians the same way I would reference a psalm to you right now. Yeah. And both offer comfort or both offer like a standard for the way your life should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with how Proverbs 30 was used for so many women. 31. Yeah. Continually. Yes, 31. Yeah, it's Thank 31, you. Caroline. Love having these two men Gosh, just go no, to town go, on me on the I go backs. Through, no, no, I told right. you this. Whenever I correct you, I feel like an asshole. No, it's okay. That's a big one. Problem's 31. I was fake correcting you. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, you were cool. Really Kevin's, Kevin's cut out of my life. Unfortunately, in the summer of 2019, <laughs> this is it. Cut toxic co-hosts out of and your I'm life. Cut toxic men well, out of my life. 2019 just got a little less horny. Hey. <laughs> oh, what a compliment. Mm-hmm. No, we did go on a podcast recently where we talked about Spider-Man man and caroline did say you know the villain jake gyllenhaal plays mysterioso <laughs> and it was something where it's like yeah, well, bring that up right now do i say mysterious like do Can i say I mess um, up my marvel actually bed? it's mysterio because <laughs> then like i don't care but i feel like a dumb you know like what's the what's the response what do you want in these situations <laughs> um basically like whatever you do will be wrong okay cool cool cool, cool. Tight. it's good to just know that from the outset yeah. you know no, it's okay. You know, just gauge it. Like, if it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter, let mm-hmm. it go. Because then, yeah, you are being an asshole. But if it's, you know, it's like a significant book of the Bible, I should probably have known. 31. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Anyway, yeah. all that to say, biblical interpretation is just a beautiful subject, and I'm glad we got to talk about it tonight. Yeah, sure. What's God to it. you today? I don't like to really call myself a Christian as much as I do a, um, I would call myself like a fear and trembling F word uh <laughs> resurrectionist they don't they don't have that option on hinge <laughs> no they don't well you're not on hinge yeah. so it doesn't no matter. i'm yeah. not can i yeah. ask a slightly deeper question let's do it why is the resurrection such a big deal for you well i think because of the impact it's had on the world like i just don't it's not really um well first of all to believe in any supernatural religion i would have to like me personally i would have to believe in miracles like it's like a necessary thing um, that like and by saying that I don't mean I don't believe in science like I do believe in science I believe that's like the status quo of like how the world works and I think that most of the time I th- I don't think that doctors should practice healing before they give somebody antibiotics you know but like I think that there is a an insanely powerful omniscient force that knows everything that's going on that can interrupt natural processes I think that the resurrection is important to me because if it didn't happen, it seems like Jesus was just this above average kind of dude. And I like what he had to say, but like he also very, very like if the gospels are to believe to be read in a historical setting, you know, which you can make the argument that they wouldn't, but I presuppose that they are. Um, saying, you know, writing down things that Jesus actually did and said. I mean, the dude said he was God. So, like, he's crazy. Like, anybody I would meet on the street would be, who was like, I'm God, you know, uh, I'm and, gonna... And again, I apologize for saying that to you when you got here to record tonight. <laughs> it's fine, Kevin. Your you know, it's fine. I'm God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I just think, um, I think that he's, you know, and this is an old argument. The I mean, Lord liar lunatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I tend to just like I, I follow the logic of that argument essentially. But I'm open to mm-hmm. retorts or yeah, debate. but but yeah, at at the same time, what strikes me about you is that 
it is like a logical, like a, uh, it is a holistic worldview thing mm-hmm. that is based on like an argumentative mind, but it means something emotionally to you because there for are sure. some people yeah. for whom it's like, well, A plus B equals C and there's nothing we can do about that. But it's oh, like, yeah. it has like emotional resonance. No, and, at and some point I think the logic breaks down. Right. I think it absolutely breaks down and I just have to go back and like, I have to go back and just see that like, you know, there are certain things that have happened in my life that are not reconcilable, like actual witnessing actual miracles that are like unreconcilable if like it wasn't a part of this grander system. But I understand that if I tell somebody that they're going to be like, that sounds like bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> like and I'm like yeah I know yeah. like I do know you, do you dodge the term Christian just because of like the cultural baggage absolutely it has? Or, or yeah because like no you just feel like it's not accurate one hundred percent because okay. of the cultural baggage yeah like, because now it, it feels more like a political prefix exactly I think, I think in like in in broad cultural conversations if you're talking in a room with people you trust and like yeah. a yeah. secure relationship to me I'm just like you're a Christian <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like you know, kind conserv- of it. like conservative uh-huh. Christians have essentially culturally appropriated the term Christian and brought it into this weird, fucked up, kind of like nationalistic view of the world that had nothing to do with what Jesus said or taught or did. And so that's why I have a hard time calling myself a Christian these days. Because like I, you know, I don't want, like I've got people in my life that like have been abused in the church. Like I have no interest in walking up to them. And the first thing them knowing about me is that I'm a Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd rather just like approach them and just be like, Hey, you know, I like your dead Kennedy shirt, (laughs) you know, or something like that. You know, I'd rather have a real relationship rather than feel like it had to be focused on me. Like, winning a soul mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right and that way it feels really personal so instead of like i'm a christian here's that label let me deconstruct it to what i'm actually saying by that and then like the core of my beliefs it's yeah. more like you're constructing something right from the ground up like when you take this and this and this and this in full view mm-hmm. that it might mean something about your personal faith but i find that to be easier and more compassionate or loving or sincere, or just easier to talk to people in than doing the latter, yeah, or doing the former rather. Uh, mm-hmm. To do like I'm a Christian, but also this and also mm-hmm. this and also this. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like to immediately like backpedal, mm-hmm. which we all I think everyone in this room and a lot of people who still identify as a sort of Christian who's come on the show has had to do, yeah. So it's like, and it's, it's unfortunate that that's the case, but I mean, it is in mm-hmm. this day and age with the way that people have appropriated the term Christian. To mean something it doesn't mean. Like the newsboys appropriating <laughs> it. Absolutely. I'm not as down on the newsboys as you are, Kevin. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hey, well, we're about to find out how down or not down I am with the newsboys. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, man. absolutely. Thank you for talking yeah. About that. yeah. All these details I've never known. Yeah. I've known you for 13 years. Now we know them. Now we know. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Oh, why don't you want to get in the bathtub? (laughs) Should I say it's time to dive into the bathtub? Is the topic the bathtub in this scenario? Yeah. Uh, Jason, well, I mean, you know, we graduated the same year in high school, so Mm -hmm. a lot of our music interests and stuff probably overlap so uh, newsboys aside for a second like what other like christian pop culture and christian music in particular as a musician were you taking in during that time not very much because like i at a young age i realized christian music kind of sucked like i heard i heard caroline realized at an old age (laughs) oh oh no immediately also at a young age that's why i didn't listen to this shit in in fifth grade i heard like the first secular music i ever heard was in fifth grade and it was queen Oh. I heard Bohemian Rhapsody. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, wait, did you good. you played? <laughs> wait, you played a Queen song at the talent show, right? Yeah, we played Bohemian <gasps> yeah, Rhapsody. Yeah, that's right. At the talent show because you be- played Bohemian Rhapsody at a talent, which show? was ambitious. That is <laughs> a big ambitious. swing. But also yeah. uh, because Bohemian Rhapsody was for uh, the theater department, which you weren't a part of, but maybe there was some overlap and like who cared about it. But Rod Sheffield, our director was obsessed with Queen. So before our one at competitive plays, we would all sing Bohemian Rhapsody in the bus to get us all amped up. Oh, that's fun. Queen is classic theater kid music for sure. It's the theater kid music. I mean, Freddie's so fabulous. Don't stop me now as I take this solo in Footloose. (laughs) 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 Whatever. Oh, which I wish someone did stop me now yeah. when I took that solo. Yeah, so when, once I heard Queen, I was like, "Oh, never mind." Christian music kind <laughs> yeah. of blows, but um, but actually, there were some bands that I did listen to. Like, I listened to, like, you guys remember a band called Ace Troubleshooter? Heard of it? Never like, listened to underground. It. Like, same as like Mark. Uh, there's another band called Mark Needs a Chick. <laughs> Mark needs a shit. That was a weird band. Sounds um, uh, progressive. If you want to look up a good song by Ace Troubleshooter, you can look up Starry Starry Night. I like that song a lot. But I was into a lot of the like pop punk uh, Christian stuff. The top five tonight, First Corinthians. Tonight. 17. It's called Tonight. I'm oh. sorry. Starry Starry Night. The silver beams, the only light. Summer breeze, summer oh my gosh. This is year 2000. So many memories flooding back mm-hmm. right now. 19 years ago. How have yeah. I not heard this before? This feels like it would have overlapped. Oh, I was going to ask you, were you going to become a worship leader? No, hell with no. With your music and Bible degree? I knew very, very fast and that I am not church leadership material. Okay, <laughs> okay so that was I like never the drinking path. and cursing and But did you ever write like worship or like specifically? No. So Ace Troubleshoot, and then of course Reliant K, mm-hmm, some of their mm-hmm. records. Uh, although I still think one of the more ridiculous Christian songs, Christian, it wasn't really a Christian song. It's just written by a Christian band, but Marilyn Manson ate my girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, hilarious. And it's I don't know, weird self awareness. 
I remember the music. Oh, gosh, yeah. No, I, that's come up before on the show. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, we only did the Mm-hmm album with a, a friend of the show, Jeremy Olsen, for uh-huh. Reliant K One stuff. of their best, probably. Oh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I don't, maybe don't need to revisit yeah. this well. I mean, Anytime I think, soon. what's it? His name's Matt Teeson. Is that Matt, right? Yes. Matt Teeson. Matt Teeson. Uh, <laughs> no, we can't say that on the main feed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. The, the cat's rule. out of the bag, though. Matt Teeson's a That is like, if I hear the words Matt Teeson, I have to finish the sentence. He's a dumbass. <laughs> I think like, he's very talented. Lyrically, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not so talented. Musically, I think the guy makes some pretty cool decisions compositionally but lyrically he is uh yeah. he's kind of an incel lacking. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh we're evolved cell it's christianity <laughs> oh, boy. you know what i really loved was like actually um was really into larry norman like i thought uh, like can you play can you pull up the song why don't you look into jesus mm-hmm. this is a little bit proselytizing but the feel of this this band yeah, I couldn't so have really like Larry Norman, but really? after we did the episode on oh, it, yeah. remember? I, I liked it. Like this, this groove is Sipping so good. Like these are real musicians. These aren't the musicians you round up at your church. Like yeah. these, these guys are like studio guys, and you can really hear it. Well, and I, I do like that there was not machinery enough in place for him to conform to anything. So he was yeah. just kind of a weird guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Christian you know, hippie seventies. Yeah, music, yeah. Basically. yeah, exactly. I know we talked about Larry Norman, or maybe doing Rich Mullins. We were going to do the power team, but unfortunately, I uh, know I we had some scheduling conflicts for that. But so. honestly, listen to that episode. I was like, oh, there's nothing redeeming about this at all. Whoa, no, <laughs> no, no, you're right. You guys, Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. I mean, you guys did point out that there was a little like I do like there not to talk not to talk about the power team, but I do like that there is like what Carolyn's Caroline's point on it. Sorry, I called you Carolyn. That's okay. Cardinal sin of people named Caroline is hey. to call them Carolyn. But uh, anyways, uh, that there was something that you said that I was like, yeah, that's true. It's like how they're like, it's sad. Like they're projecting this like kind of like that they don't feel like men mm-hmm. onto those ice blocks. <laughs> you know, and those like fiery bricks and those yeah. water balloons, whatever the fuck that is. Well, they yeah. did say in the intros, we're yeah. going to break these with our toxic masculinity. <laughs> uh, and they, they did. No. <laughs> you imagine? Even though I'm large, I'm also hollow inside. <laughs> Just big boys breaking stuff. By the <laughs> way. acknowledge it here and there, though. They'd be like, you know, I look like a big man, but I I feel very weak. I'm glad they did. Yeah, 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 so yeah, that's that's that was vulnerability. That was you cool. did a great job of yeah. uh, sure. unearthing that, that gold nugget in the <laughs> shit pile. If you hadn't said anything, though, that, that whole show just would have been like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I felt so bad for making everyone watch that. <laughs> By the way, great job, listeners, on all your power team testimonies oh, on Twitter. We did have the, <laughs> for the hashtags, hashtag power team did that. Hashtag big boys, bigger God. <laughs> hashtag, what was uh, the other? Thick, thick Jesus, God. Oh, thick, T-H-I-C-C, for the number four Jesus. Uh, right. Thick yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I was laughing so hard all day when those were, <laughs> those were trickling in. You all had some wild My favorite was one of the ones where a guy said, or a girl said, yeah, they tried to tear a phone book, but then the guy couldn't and he got really mad. <laughs> <laughs> or they broke something and then they had to go to the hospital. It was pretty yeah. terrific. There was also one where they like they tried to get our uh, high school quarterback to do it and they just broke his hand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, everyone check out at Christian Fun Fun that, uh, <laughs> that hashtag child is so show. funny uh, okay so where did Newsboys come in with Newsboys were like they, they were the band that I continued to listen to just because well I mean I didn't really listen after Step Up to the Microphone actually mm-hmm. um, Love Liberty Disco was not my thing 
Um, and then after that, I feel like they've just been like a, 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 a super group of various members of other Christian bands. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael Tate's the big drop in, but then I think ever since the tour that we did go to see a live show of last year when they played the will turn here in oh, Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's where we saw it. We Cause then, cause it. it was just Tate and, and the r- remaining ones straggling on, uh-huh. uh, as newsboys. And then Peter, Peter Furler and, and Phil Joel yeah. rejoined, and now it is just like Newsboys United, we're back. Yeah. So, I mean, they left whenever they did. Who knows why? And then they came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you saw them in concert a bunch. Oh, yeah. Up. When I was a kid, like, I remember, I mean, my, my first, like, my first exposure to a big rock show was the Newsboys. Like, I saw them at the humble civic center where was that that's like next to um that's like people don't care yeah i care (laughs) (laughs) tell me later (laughs) Uh, did you see my joy fest at astroworld no i didn't oh yeah hell yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. absolutely with phillips craig and dean and like audio (laughs) adrenaline (laughs) yeah soft boys i remember seeing them there i didn't see for the love liberty disco tour i remember the thing was we're gonna have an inflatable arena so they like inflated something. I do like love their like theatric flair. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, they do have like a flair for the dramatic. I, d- I am into that. Like one thing that I, I loved because I didn't know who Motley Crue was yet and that people had already <laughs> done this was like when, when the drummer, like they have this big like platform, you know, where um, the drummer is on the platform and then there's, you don't really notice it at first, but then. But then Peter Furler gets on a second drum set that's actually right next to the drum set. And then they like spin the platform around, do this crazy epic drum solo that's just fucking awesome. It raises it and, and then it, it rotates it, it 90 down. degrees. So as yeah. an audience, you're looking at the top of his drums. Yeah. And it's like, and also like Peter Furler's a really talented dude. I mean, and I think he was the drummer for the news. Well, that was right? the whole thing is he was the drummer uh-huh. and this is the first album step up to the microphone, which is the album we're talking about today where he was the lead singer. Where he's the lead singer because right. John oh. James left to quote, become an evangelist in Australia. Mm. Also, he did unfortunately have a drug addiction oh. and, and okay. he had to leave the band. Gotcha. That's excellent. Uh, or it might have been alcoholism. But it was one of those things. And then that was just kind of the, yeah, he just, he felt called to be with his family. And and there is, if you watch the Dove Awards from like three three or four years prior, I think in 1995. A little bit of Jackson Maine situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Dove because, because they do shine. And he is just kind of, and maybe he's just kind of like a wacky wall dancer, but he's kind of like convulsing around. No, he didn't pee his pants. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I'm open for that. Maybe it's time to let the old way shine. Uh, but oh, he, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think. Wait, so the drummer that we saw is not a drummer that's been in the band since the beginning? No, that's no, that, like was, that was a guy, guy that I think might have been added on this album because Furler's like, well, I gotta sing now oh, and yeah. be the front man. Okay. I was reading the CCM uh, magazine cover feature on them from At the year time? that this album came out. So it's time to promote it. And a few gems I do want to uh, highlight from that. Let's do it. Is that they all had dirt bikes yes. and they loved riding them. <laughs> okay. Um, in the in so cute. In the article, they said, uh, "Yeah, they said John James was leaving like three days before we had to go record the new album or something." Whoa. It was their first album not produced by Steve Taylor, who is like one of the primary producers and songwriters from most of their stuff. And we talked about him Christian a lot. music producing legend. Yes. Yeah. Also a director of things like Blue Like Jazz, the movie. Uh, they talked about how famous they were in the article, how they had never checked into a hotel room personally, even though they had stayed in thousands. 
And then Peter Furler talked about how he would hide in bathroom stalls at the arenas to see what people were saying about the band. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we've heard some oh, yeah. other hiding in bathroom stall stories sure, about other like readers of newsboys. It's like reading Twitter replies before Twitter Wait, replies. Wait, that's what you thing. do? Would go to the bathroom to, oh, that's and just hear like, really bums me I out. think the bald guy is ba 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 ba. So anyway, and other than that, it was like an innocuous, just kind of normal. It was funny because Phil Joel in the article, who is a snack. He's a New Zealand snack. He's from a real down cutie. Yeah. Uh, big, wavy, curvy, yeah, curly that hair. hair. Gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. It's and beautiful. Well, we saw him Fair last year. esque Totally. Really? But what's funny about his hair and then Furler's lack of hair is that they looked the same age when we saw them last February. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, Joel wasn't like, oh, he looks a little rough. It was like, he's still... He's still beautiful. We went with Adriana and our friend Amanda. And it was like, they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but what they were saying is like, oh, John James, John James was like the greatest frontman in Christian music ever. He was they the best. They said this in the yeah, interview. They said this in the CCM magazine interview. Huh. And then like three paragraphs later, they're like, well, I think we're better than we've ever been. Now let's face it, John James was great, but he was a little uh, kind of weird a on little, stage and flam- drug addicted. They said a little flamboyant. He would uh, kind of yeah. be like jerking around and stuff. Oh. So it was like a f- no, not like that, Carol. Well, maybe it wasn't a know. Gigi Allen show. They let that go on for months. Yeah. Step up to this microphone. <laughs> um, so that was kind of the the context. This was like a shift for them. John James had left. Steve Taylor wasn't producing. He wrote on wow. a couple songs on this album, but this mm-hmm. was like, is this gonna work or not? And this does, in retrospect, feel like the last time they were kind of a cohesive band. Yeah. Because then after this, they do like theme parties. Like yeah. Love Liberty Disco is like, what if we did a disco party yeah it's okay. like that big little lies like, episode nobody wants to bring disco back yet right and then when Nobody's furler ready. leaves and tay joins it's like uh, what if we did a black eyed peas theme party yeah. and they're kind of just that and okay so this is like the to me this is kind of the last time that they have i mean there's so there's a few good songs later on i think uh but yeah i kind of fell off around the same time you did like mm-hmm. love liberty disco or whatever the mm-hmm. album was after that well, considering all that it's a pretty great album it is. It's not. I'm tipping my hand a little early, but yeah, that's like that's a that's a lot to pull off. Can I tell? Can there's a uh, in the encyclopedia is right there. Yeah. The Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music, written by Mark Allen Powell, and he does he has a long, long, long entry about Newsboys, obviously, because they were so prolific. But his writing about this album is very funny to me. He says, "Step up to the microphone" comes off like a greatest hits collection by any other artist, delivering more stellar potential top 10 pop songs than any non-Beatles album by any group in memory. What? I don't think so. And then he goes on to say (laughs) the title track and entertaining angels are gloriously infectious on par with anything that Smash Mouth or Sugar Ray <laughs> would fuck? serve up in the late 90s. Oh of all God. the bands to pick, you pick those two. Yeah, completely Ooh. original. <laughs> Truth Be Known has a oh, chant quality man. that works as effectively as Queen's We Will Rock You no. and The Offspring's Why Don't no. You Get a Job. Hallelujah sounds like it came straight off Michael Jackson's Thriller instrumentally. Yikes. Uh, so, Pal was jazzed. He was. Yeah, he's album. into it. He was, this was a horny summer for him for this album hey oh horny gosh. summer 2001 wow <laughs> they come every as 11 years smash mouth uh, i mean yeah that's don't, that's the one don't that really be throwing gets names right around there. like that yeah that's, <laughs> that's not cool blaspheming let's play one uh this is the ti- uh, the lead track woohoo 
which as I texted you, Jason, yeah. is the newsboys banking on the fact that you haven't heard Song 2 by Blur. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love that this whole record starts with him criticizing a congregation for not being into church yes! enough. The tear gas has blown away Put down your crumpets and your coffee now So Australian. They sing with accents. They're not like Elton John where it goes away. It stays in there. Honestly, this is a hook. It's a good like, hook. This is so a hook. Good. Like, it's so I, good. I mean, it, it's not my cup of tea necessarily. I feel like they're like a hyped up Christian Savage Garden. Sure. Uh, have you heard Song 2 by Blur? Because you made a face like you haven't. No, I haven't. Okay. Oh, yeah. Play that for sure. And it is different, but it's still like, this is the time mm-hmm. in rock music where we're all just going woohoo. We had the hey era of 2012. Mm-hmm. This was oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people say, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and the times are good. I think we, because uh, we did an episode about Newsboys prior, which you can figure out the full context for the band and all that stuff when we talked about Take Me to Your Leader. Uh, I think we did describe them as like the Wiggles for youth group kids. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's so good. Which is true yeah. on mm-hmm. a lot of this album. Which is but sometimes it, good, but then it sometimes feels a little like, are you 16? I'm well, not sure. Well, you I know? think tuning in is that, where it's... Uh, this is my least favorite song on the record, for sure. Really? Yeah, this one? In. Yeah. I gotta get to this chorus. Wait for the beat to drop. Hand motions. Stand up. Stand up. Tuning in around the world, all you boys and all you girls. Yeah, this is like a great Disney Channel song Mm -hmm. that I would see this music video all day long. Yeah, this is in Xenon Warrior. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. This is great. Wait, I just... Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Xena Warrior Warrior Princess. Now, is that bad that I corrected him for saying that? Uh, What is it like to be you? (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. It sucks ass. I'm wearing a Gerbert sweatshirt. It's awful. Uh, It's bad, man. Uh, So that song, I feel like there's a sort of... So uh, this record, the, the the issue with this record for me is like there are moments where it is like, why couldn't the whole record be like this lyrically? Sure. And like entertaining angels, uh, believe it. Yeah, believe it. And then I think the last one of the last tracks on the record, always. I think, I think always is good. Always, those three tracks are vulnerable and they embrace some sense of doubt. Yeah, and and here's what, you know, and we've talked about this divide before, but it's really important to remember, like, pre-1999, 2000, 2001, there was at least the semblance of color in Christian songwriting. It wasn't just like, and now this is a part where we all all go, oh, whoa. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't like built for group singing. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it was like, 
be specific. Mm-hmm. Have color. Now the color might be puke green, but mm-hmm. there's still there's some color. color. Yeah. I don't yeah. the color is black and white. Okay. Oh well. Gosh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Caroline's so. the only true Christian here. I mean, um, entertaining angels. I do want to start talking about right yeah, now. Yeah. This was this was a big hit. Well, we song I knew. And we saw this live last year when oh, we saw them in yeah, concert yeah. and. Uh, the friends of mine that were familiar and grew up with them. Amanda Barnes. You remember yeah. Amanda? I, yeah. yeah. We went to oh. the concert together. Yeah, I know Amanda Barnes. Funny? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, and when this came on, she was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like when that dropped, the... And this to me, yeah, we'll listen to a little bit of it. I think it's the best song on the it's album. It's the best song on the album right? by far. Like I think. it's pretty yeah. durable, and even yeah. looking at the lyrics now... Even though the lyrics are like, at least they're evocative. Yes, they're very evocative. Like, there's not a, like, let me tell you why you should be a Christian. Dabba, 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 dabba. Yeah. 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 I will yeah. say the music video is confusing. <laughs> I thought so too. You, you, you guys watched it? Okay, I there's a music it. video for this. I feel this, like I was yeah. watching American Horror Story. <laughs> it was to not understand. Honestly, I wish they would have gone one way or the other. Yeah. If they would have gone totally American Horror Story, <laughs> I would have loved it. That would have been something. Did, did you guys hear? Ryan Murphy did announce that the next season is American Horror Story colon Newsboys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Peter Furler looking at the that camera for 12 episodes. That would be he did like a Christian camp. I also uh, think like, yeah. like musically on this song, like the vocal affectation, they dial it back a little bit. It's a little bit more subtle. It's not so sing-songy. It's like there's like there's like a a, a realness to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It, like that first fucking song, the Woohoo song where they're like, uh, request the honor of your presence. Oh, it's yeah, like putting it on. Strange. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this, they just sing the damn song mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. sing it with feeling and like, it feels good. I think there's a little of an accent, but it doesn't feel theatrical. Oh, the <laughs> accent doesn't bother me. It's yeah. the, thea- it's the theater of or it. Or like, yeah, yeah shine like, then you do suck a dick, blah, 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 like all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the, like, that's enough. Yeah, the white rapping. Take me to your leader now. Like yeah. that stuff. They, Justin they, is yeah. adjusting to the net. Yeah, or puns like Justin is adjusting to. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this is an album, or at least this song is where we see the newsboys become newsmen in some ways. Oh, oh, maybe a little bit. I like and then it. they re- regress in the mm-hmm. next you know, immediately. I think the, the other two songs that are in the category of this song. To a lesser extent is the next track, Believe. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, what is this song about? Oh. Because I, <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't I, quite I tell you. I yeah, read it too, literally. and I was like, uh, I, I mean, is it like about God's always around you, even there's, in a day-to-day There's thing? multiple interpretations on the internet. Uh, I am very uh, interested in hearing uh, those. And I think, entertaining Angels is a verse from the Bible that was like, you... 
may not know it, but if you let like a person, a poor person in your house or someone in need, you might have been entertaining angels. Yeah, it, right. It's, mm-hmm. it's Hebrews thirteen two. Okay. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. So it's like always be kind. The yeah. magic, which also re- introduces the fact that angels are just like. But, you know, coming in here and asking for favors all the time. I'd like and to think like we, a normal person. we host and entertain angels every week on this podcast. Oh, and the guests are our little angels we're entertaining. <laughs> now, I think I, that that verse for me, like, that's my, that that kind of shit, man, that's my favorite stuff about the Bible. When it gets all magic realism on you. <laughs> like, sure. or it's like, you know, you're Or just, you can imagine an angel looking back at the camera and winking. Yeah, like, exactly. Off screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like in Fleabag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, entertain um, that hot priest. Can we do an <laughs> entertaining really? hot priest song? Yeah. That's a horny summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. See, you're getting on board with horny summer 2019. I am. Yeah, see? I am. It's happening. Okay, here's a few interpretations I found. Let's do it. Uh, number one. The song, it tells of a friend how they ran away from their problems and then how the friend accepts him back. Uh, so it's a story of two friends reconciling. Oh, okay. Uh, number two, the song is about whatever, how whatever we do or whatever we say, God is watching, his angels are watching us, and we may be entertaining angels by our actions. I don't agree with that because mm. it does take on the interpretation like, the, angel, the angels get off on this shit. Like we're literally like putting on a talent <laughs> show horny. for them. But yeah. I think that makes sense to thinking of like entertaining angels in the glow of my TV. That's what he says, right? By the light of my TV. By the screen. light of my TV as if mm-hmm. like, you know when you're just like zonked out watching tv for hours so Mm -hmm. maybe i think it's also probably meant like a little bit to shame you and to like don't be wasting your time yeah yeah uh the one of the more compelling interpretations i found is uh someone said the song was explained by phil joel uh talking about how in new zealand the tv stations do the sign off and go off the air and then how sometimes you just sit there by the glow of the tv and start thinking about life and coming back to God, which causes joy for the angels, obviously. That seems like a very generous uh, interpretation. I, I actually, think it, I think it does I, have to I do with that. like that. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I actually remember, like, when a movie would end or something, and the credits are over, and then you see static, and then all of a sudden it's a blue screen. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember sitting there and just being like, huh. Like, and I wonder, like, yeah. See, okay, this is what I like about this song though. It's evocative. It evokes something. I'm not sure what I know. it is. I know, and, I and think, I'm always a little like, more drawn to a song that's like a little bit of poetry left open to yeah. interpretation. And so many Christian songs are just like directly didn't uh, Here's about a guy, the he went to, to the bar, he yeah. left. Yeah. yeah. Like there's there there's well, a lot of these songs are pretty much like that. Exactly. Too, you know? And that's my main problem with it, is like you have like the cardinal rule of writing is show, don't tell. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Christians and they're are all about telling, tell, tell, telling, tell, telling. Tell, tell, tell. And like so this is great because like entertaining angels and believe and to a lesser extent believe but always like they're they're showing stuff and it's like you can actually like come in and be part of the story whereas Mm -hmm. these other songs you're just like a member of the congregation like i believe this too correct (laughs) there there was that one song uh deep end which is like she's going in the deep end now this was one of my favorites when i was younger but you know what this is right well here we'll listen to a little of it that bass riff though a do 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 chromatic dip a do 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 ba do ba do 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 Seinfeld sorry oh gosh it's so long she's diving down I gotta make a home now 
I got a mic. Okay, so it's like water metaphors, and it's like the male singer talking about a girl. A David Bowie interpretation a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe a little mm, bit. Yeah. So yeah, what? A bastardized what, David Bowie impression. <laughs> so this also reminded me of our favorite green little friend in Switchfoot. Oh. <laughs> it's dinner now. Yeah. It's dinner in mine. I know. She can't believe it. This is a song called heard, Underwater. Heard the, uh, yeah, I heard the Newsboy song. It was like, oh yeah, the Fallen Woman song. That's yeah. on every Christian album. <laughs> Although this reason, is, this, 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 this flips is not, it on its head. Yeah, this yeah. is the Risen Woman because yeah. it's like she's diving, she's going underwater like taking a leap of faith into the ocean of grace. No, I she's like suicidal. And then she gets saved at the end. She's suicidal? Let's go. Let okay, let's do lid. it. Come let on, me, uh, Caroline. Do it. Yeah. It. Let me check the boys. Uh, me and Kevin here. are probably I'm off this. All right. Oh, what's it called again? Oh. <laughs> Deep end. Okay. <laughs> Who am I? This got a lot of spin in the Harris household as a young boy. Well, well, yeah, yeah. You own this album. I own this yeah. album too. Oh, yeah. I actually looked for it on vinyl the other day. <laughs> Oh, they haven't done the Newsboys reissues <laughs> yeah. on vinyl It's not yet? available. <laughs> <laughs> you find the lyrics? You guys are right. So they take the... Did you project suicidal thoughts on her? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, uh, I thought it was... Because she was talking about, like, she's sinking down, hands held above her, 19 years, and now they're letting go. Yeah. But then it does say, tomorrow will be around, everyone will see no tragedy. It's like it's over, but it's just begun. Well, I think that, you know, there is a little bit of clever wordplay here and that they yeah. take a commonly said phrase in the Christian youth group of she's gone off the deep end. Right. And they and turn like, it into like, oh, the, the deep, deep end, end is like, actually the abyss God. <laughs> where God is waiting <laughs> with a pool table. She speaks the name Nailed of Billy. Nailed it, bro. Nailed it. I believe... Why they always are so drawn to this? Why is it always like a sad girl that's like, this is it? Why don't they write a Christian song about me and my sad life? Christian <laughs> women. <laughs> I know. I feel like when any time like a male band imagines like a Christian woman, it's just like she's doing someone and now she's like lost her sense of identity and yeah. like what if her father was the father she didn't have because yeah. obviously she has daddy like all that kind of stuff the subtext being why didn't she just doink me <laughs> I know, like, you know she doinked me in holy covenant yeah in, holy Co- in the holy covenant marriage yeah um there's uh, I think there's a, a bigger like issue in general with men writing songs about women and that oh, is why that- do you think that you already know the answer to this question. I'm a rhetorical question. I yeah. am trying really hard to write a song about a woman. It's like something I want to do so badly, but I do not. I I have the hardest time, like jumping into that frame of reference. Yeah. Like, I, 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 here's the thing. I don't think it's like off the table for men to be able to write from the perspective of a woman or write about a woman. Yeah. Character. Of course, like that's allowed. I think. Uh, just do your homework, you yeah, know, yeah. and try to like dissociate your penis and like your stereotypes <laughs> from your description of a woman. Right, and like, right. you'll probably land in a little bit more of an accurate there's, place. There's yeah, for traps sure. you fall in. You know what's a, a topically for horny summer 2019. Let's do it. Uh, a good example of this. Midsummer, the movie Midsummer, protagonist is a female, and it's definitely an avatar of the writer director who's a guy. Oh, but he yeah. adapted all of his feelings and like emotions and processes 
through her in a way where it wasn't just like a one for one thing. It was like, well, what would it be like? But it's like mm-hmm. so fully him. Mm-hmm. So you're just with her the whole time. Yeah. And, and that was like a good, nice example of like, how do I feel? And then like, yeah, doing the work and like, yeah. and also using your imagination to some degree as you always have yeah. to. But I feel like women songwriters or like, and I'm, I can only speak about songwriters, do not have the same problem. With uh, male? With writing from it's because a male we grew up in a patriarchy. Exactly. And we were told your stories exactly. all day long. <laughs> They're just force fed it. And now men are like forced to like empathize. Like, oh. <laughs> it's really hard to like think about like, Wait, I don't but, know. Okay, but when she sleeps, do her boobs crush her? Like, like is that the sort of like <laughs> headspace I need to get into they like, crush her <laughs> oh my god how big would a boob have to be to crush someone <laughs> um, one of my favorite female uh songwriter stories dolly parton wrote i will always love you and jolene in the same night yeah what? she's amazing she's amazing she's amazing just like well, okay here's another mm-hmm. <laughs> i just really want to know what it's like to get into the mindset of like pms yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, what would this be like? But then, you know. Let me really try to imitate that time of the month. Actually, it might be helpful. Yeah, it. maybe. <laughs> Believe. It's a simply complicated voice with I hear it singing so clear. Falsetto. Visible like the sound of the wind. We all know. I could do without that line. See, that line kills me. What was it again? Yeah, uh, we all know you are there. Oh. The song's about doubt. I believe it. Sometimes I just believe it. Sometimes I don't know why. Got to yes. go with my gut. And then they end the first verse with, "We but all know true. you're there all the yes. time." Yes. Well, then later well, on, I'd the say the song. verses are about doubt, and then the chorus and bridge are like, "JK, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's and if you doubt, no you're doubt. dumbass." Well, except for the verse that he says, "And in this world turning gray." strikes a chord oh. when I say there, there is, is black, black. There, there is, is white, white there is wrong there is yeah. right and I was like yeah there it is and what sucks <laughs> is it's like the, emo- the the musical high point of the song because they get like really mm-hmm. into it on that it's mm-hmm. about to come up right now I know, certain, and that feels like a Steve Taylorism, like yeah, uh, sure. even though he didn't write this song mm-hmm. or help with it, but made like that's some yeah. of the leftover residue where it's like uh, there's a lot of Christian songwriters that are like, no, there's no grace. Yeah, I don't it doesn't know exist. what it is about this time in like culture or whatever, but I feel like Christians were really fixated on like gray areas and moral relativism for a while. Yeah, it really, and I think out. they probably still are, but just the idea. Because a lot of the moral ethic that started to like show up or that they were seeing or I think choosing to see was that like, you know, anything is good as long as you don't hurt anybody, mm-hmm. which is actually like a pretty good one. You know, I think mm-hmm. you have to throw in there also like ambiquine, make the world a better place. And you, mm-hmm. you've basically packaged like most of what, what people are trying to do. Yeah. But, I think we've said this but before. I think Christians, yeah. And I think I touched on it before, but Christians were very much like, no way there is a bible it has rules we must follow them they Mm -hmm. are black and white i'm sorry you can't like try to finagle this out yeah and it it almost always comes down around to sex and like family structure and stuff like that Uh, i think i think what we what i've probably said before is that that seems like (laughs) everyone's like it's a narrow path and it's hard to walk but it's worth it man to like walk you know Mm -hmm. you know he said there's one way you got to walk it blah 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 and it's like yeah it is hard to walk and it's hard to like keep up with all the you know this and then blah blah but 
actually having adaptable value systems and having discernment in every given circumstance and situation is harder. So saying there is black, there is right, there's wrong and right. Mm -hmm. That's actually you kind of giving yourself a pass on like dealing with the world. Yeah, that seems like a courageous standpoint, but it actually is like a lot braver and a little bit more mature to be like, no, I have to let my values adapt also to the situation. And that means I'm thinking about it more. Right. What happened to an Ecclesiastes way of looking at this? Like there's a time for everything. There's a time for this and time for that. Mm -hmm. Which is black and white, you know, really. (laughs) Interesting. But you know, I think this is like the theme of this album. Mm -hmm. Like there's this, there's this duality of like, I am sometimes feeling like, I don't know about God, but I know he's there and I know like we're going to come around to each Mm -hmm. other, but also that like I need to step up and declare the like truth of Christ into the microphone in so many songs about this and it's... Interesting. Is this like white funk? What is this genre, yeah, this Jason? Is, this is very white, is what it is. Bringing the horns, y'all. Okay. And we're having fun. And we're this your is, dad. I actually think that this <laughs> might be like an Australian wow. thing. This vibe right now. Well, the percussion felt like there's it, right? A, there's yeah. a band called Cat Empire. Have you ever heard of them? Nah. They have the, a very similar sound to this right here. And they're an Australian band. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this is a thing. Like, that lots of be. shakes and the horns and stuff like wow. that. Yeah. And I don't know. This but. song is so fine to me. I want to listen to it for a second. Let's do it. If that's what makes you Prick. This Monty Python. Prick. Peter. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. It is Shut like, up. it's like, hey, we're having a party. We're going to sing. Let's all go to the microphone. There's one guy. <laughs> we're going to hell if you don't believe it. <laughs> so it's such a bait it's and not switch. It's a fun block party it's like, song. like, dooby doo, karaoke's fun. The body was broken for you. <laughs> Uh, it is catchy though, so it's that's good. unfortunate. Yeah, it's a fun one. I think though the only one they do now currently in concert from this album is "Step Up to the Microphone." They don't do or, entertaining. Or, or no, I'm sorry, okay. entertaining angels, not "Step Up to the Microphone." Definitely not that. Yeah, that's so interesting. I remember uh, listening to this album as a kid. I had this syndrome with a lot of albums, where for whatever reason I would listen to the first half of it and then be like. Okay, I think I'm good. And yeah. like still like the album a lot, but just like be very uncurious about the second half yeah. of it. So I know like the first six songs, this is number six, truth <laughs> be known, everybody gets a shot. And then the last four, I'm like, oh yeah, that's on here. Uh, but yeah. Because that's just, like this, it's like a car ride if you're listening to a CD. Yeah, basically. And uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, what was notable about this one? The chorus is interesting rhythmically and also... This is so Newsboys. This is the shine. Quintessential Newsboys. And praise the Lord. And like a weird thing about a hamster or something. Like she tries a little denial, rolls her eyes like a jaded reptile. Yeah. Is that the line? That's very Newsboys. Again, the truth th- is more than to each his own. This is what Harping Caroline on moral saying, relativism. Yeah, you're the, right. Yeah. There's black, there is white. Catnip for these guys. Yeah. It's everybody gets a shot for salvation, but it'll cost you everything you've got. Yeah, it was probably drinking. Like I'm trying to think, like what on the ground level of their lives were they like, wow, we gotta say something about this. 
probably drinking, right? I mean, that's that's like the worst behavior I could think of them like. Yeah, like being actually confronted by and having a Christian say to them like, well, come on, you know, in certain situations, it's fine. Yeah. Well, maybe it was, you know, inspired by Mr. James and his stuff. I feel like there was, I I saw a reading of uh, the last track on the album, Always, where it's like, it's essentially like a ballad or story about a father who abandons his family and then the child like I need a father then God's the father Mm -hmm. and then someone's like this is actually about John James leaving the band and the band feeling sad about it or like pissed off or like abandoned by being like a father figure of some sort I guess so because he did found the band yeah uh, wow do you know what his age was in comparison to all the other ones no for some reason it's ringing in my head that he was a a little bit older he's like 80 now no I have no idea (laughs) Um, this song, I, I feel like this song is like the, like if you're going to be a Christian and write music, Sufjan Stevens actually amazing about doing this. Like in the song, John, the beloved, he has this moment where at the very, 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 very end, he gives you a little lens into like his faith, you know, mm-hmm. as it pertains to him personally, not in a preachy way, not in anything like that, in a way that people can relate. And I feel like this song kind of does that. Yeah, I Like, agree. at yeah. the very end, you know, it's still a little bit Christianese, so there's but that. It, but, but you're right in that it's not didactic. Yeah, it's not, it's like, not didactic, exactly. There go! Like, you know, it is Ergo. It is more Read anecdotal Bibles, and personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, I can't wait for the Sufjan episode on this show. Ooh. I don't know oh. who... Actually, I have a few ideas of who we could get, but yeah. but should that be episode 100? Sufjan? It's episode 94 Do right it. now. Either that it. or um, Jesus Freak for episode 100. Yeah, have you probably. not done Jesus Freak? No, because of that. Because it feels oh. like, well, then what's there to do? Yeah, what's, what's left after yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carmen again? Carmen. Yeah, Who's in the house, like baby? <laughs> God's in the house. JC's in the house. <laughs> 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 Wait, did I tell you my idea for doing all October Carmania 2019? I saw that on the list. <laughs> I was wondering if we like, were going to talk we about that. We do an album. We do like his kids <laughs> show thing. We do a movie. It's he be did. a real nightmare October. We go see him live and record an episode. Okay, that sounds fun. We pay for a counseling session on Skype and then talk to him and try to trick him. Does That's he totally do that? He did for a little bit. Oh, I don't know I don't if he does like, it now. I catfish him. No, not catfish. I'll use my real name. You said trick him. <laughs> well, not trick. No, but it's catfishing as if you, you probably use a counseling. false identity. Yeah. Yeah, we could use some a little, yeah. li- you know. Yeah. Hey, it's horny summer 2019. Yeah. I don't know what fall is going to be like at all. It might be sad fall. Yeah. Aww. We'll find crispy. out. Crispy fall. Crispy sad fall. <laughs> Any other uh, songs we want to talk about? This, this is the song? last one that I think is a, a, of note. For yeah. Sure. Uh, like, can we get to the like just the last part of it where they oh, do the yeah. contrapuntal kind of writing thing? Explain for the listeners, not us, but the listeners who may not know what counterpunch. I just like uh, what that having is. like they have four vocal parts going on, doing different things at one time, and they're kind of aligning sometimes. But they're not, not chaotic. Times. Yeah. They're not chaotic, and they're like it's it's actually difficult to do that, mm-hmm. especially when all these guys have the same vocal range, so they're like swimming around the same vocal frequency. So like musically, this is actually really interesting to me, and also the rhythm on Fatherless Days. Like that's cool. Yeah, it's just it's very singable. It feels really good. Yeah. Tuning in, I hate truthing. No, I don't like things. Dumb. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I will say, Hallelujah. 
The sound of it, <laughs> I wrote down, this is disgusting. <laughs> Just like, do, 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 do. This do, is do, the do, precursor do, to Love, Liberty, do, Disco. They're like in the studio and they're jamming on this and they're like, this is the next album, yeah. boys. Yeah, I don't even have notes on this. It feels like they learned the wrong lesson from U2's pop. And they're yeah. like, let's do that on a song. Yeah, yeah it's gross. It's, it's gross. It's yeah. gross. It's gross. Uh, let's get to our final thoughts about newsboys step up to the microphone the way this works jason is we'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast or roast holy toast we send the newsboys and their beautiful new zealand little butts all the way to heaven slash australian some of them from both uh or holy roast we send them to hell where they don't serve breakfast (laughs) (laughs) or we send them to purgatory which is You cannot quit God so quickly. We turn to Caroline. Holy toast for me. All uh, right. Yeah. I, <laughs> truth be told, did not think I would enjoy this as much as I did, but I enjoyed it. It was nice. Did um, you like it more or less than Take Me to Your Leader? Uh, I think I liked it about the same amount. I don't remember all of Take Me to Your Leader now, mm-hmm. but uh, I I know you guys don't love it, but I love Woohoo. That was a good one. I cool. was like singing that on my commute this morning. It was fun. <laughs> um. And uh, I mean, definitely lyrically, like I don't, I'm not all about like hating on moral relativism or whatever, but I think it's a good album and I like the sound and I liked the variety of it. And I did like their, um, where's my daddy song. I thought it was really pretty. Mm -hmm. All right. We turn to Jason. I am going to say that the high points of entertaining angels and always elevate this enough for me to send it to heaven hey like and and that is with the huge caveat that i think that most of the lyrics on this are absolute shit (laughs) (laughs) but you know everyone everybody gets a shot everybody you know on the good christian truth be told everybody gets a shot parentheses i will also give it a holy toast solely for entertaining angels yeah i think that's a top 10 ccm song i think so too of all time because it's just like it encapsulates childhood and the nostalgia stuff and it was so funny seeing how powerful it was in 2018 with friends of ours at the concert yeah but even now it's like when you do like the kind of nitpicky with the lyric stuff it's still like yeah some of it's slightly obtuse but it is mm-hmm. evocative and um, the music's impressionistic. great just don't mm-hmm. watch the music video because yeah. i think some children die or peter furler dies in a know. car crash it's or... like a weird family that's sitting on what... a couch in the middle yeah. of the street it's very strange that's strange. what music videos do they just like ruin the it they just ruin it <laughs> yes. i mostly agree except for amy grant all those music videos have yeah, those the are music dope. for me in a special way. Well, and Caroline watches those music videos on mute and just watches the images uh, of like, wow. Amy eating spaghetti, Amy <laughs> on the Ferris wheel, yeah. dancing in the same pants. If I'm not mistaken, guy. you don't really give a lot of music the holy toast, do you? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So. Made the cut. Cool. Hey, a little I've breakfast toast. I've been on a little toast. bit of a toast streak lately. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's definitely not reactive. It is coincidental. Yeah, too. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> this is a summer 2019 thing going on right now. Uh, maybe yeah. Maybe this is my Caroline's positive summer. Uh-huh. I'm just like give everybody a toast. Hey, <laughs> who cares? No, it's a true toast. I do like this one. All right. Well, you can go to that Christian Fun Pod and give it a roast or toast. So get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> Ballers. <laughs> How she says ballers. Who said ballers? that? Is that her? Ballers. That's, that's oh Elizabeth God. Warren. Warren. Which, by the way, 
footballers is just entourage with sports. <laughs> yeah. It's bad for it's women. It? It's It's not good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's douchebag central. Wait, have you guys watched this show? No. no. Have well, maybe, you? Maybe it's not that so douchey. Oh, if Elizabeth right. Warren likes it. I feel judgy right now. I want you to watch two episodes after this. And you are, be like, you're making this call from like the commercial. You know? I am. I totally am. I admit and it 100%. reviews yeah. and criticism. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. You're yeah. reading Baller's Critique? I love Baller's Recaps. I don't miss <laughs> one. You know, a lot of what Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been in is not all terrible. No. It's so weird that he does that show. He's he's maybe our biggest movie star right now. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, also I have a show called Ballers on HBO. Tune yeah. in mm-hmm. every Sunday. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. been on for four or five seasons or something like yeah. that. It's strange, but okay. We're not here to talk about The Rock. We're here to talk about The Rock. Mm. If you know what I'm saying. Mm. Wow. Rock of Ages, baby. Jason, we're bringing it down. We're dimming the lights. It's your 11th chance to rededicate your life. Raising my hands in the air. (laughs) To the Lord. He's coming down the aisle preemptively. You're about to bum rush the stage. Your counselor's (laughs) like, oh boy, what am I going to have to do here? I'm, I'm asking are, for all. Wet? I'm asking for all the pretty girls at church camp to lay hands on me. Oh, did you do me. that? I think I did once. Yeah, they, I, I didn't ask them to. I just like it. Just really happened. liked you just it. Noticed it. <laughs> well, it's funny because Christian camp and youth group stuff. People like hugging culture was more prevalent. Yeah. So I think for young men and women, it was like, oh well, yeah, this is we, where we get our hugs. Yeah. Can we clarify uh, laying hands on <laughs> real yes. quick? Yes. Everybody Everybody knows what that means to listen to that podcast. I don't want to sound uh, like a, God like explains sometimes when you pray for people as a symbolic gesture. Although maybe in some denominations they think like the spirit does. Yeah, I think it's fingers. literally like the power of our souls combined. I think yeah, it's like a Captain Planet thing. You, yeah. But I think the sober adult view of it is just like laying hands is a nice symbolic gesture to let the people know that you are thinking of them and stuff. Yeah, and uh, thinking how horny you are this summer, twenty nineteen. <laughs> That's right. Would have been summer, summer summer 1999 for me, but yeah. (laughs) That's right. Well, Jason, on this show, we don't promote ourselves or our projects. We lift them up to Mm. the Lord. We lift them up as a holy and loving sacrifice. Mm. Amen. And we start with Caroline. You can lift me up and you can tell me who your summer Satan is at (laughs) Caroline's Farts. Summer Satan. Uh, I'd love to know. I am curious. Uh, And this week, I want to lift up a song that I was listening to the other day, and I was like, this is a good song. Let's get a little GCF bump. Uh, it's by Miley Cyrus. It's from her new... <laughs> she needs a GCF bump, <laughs> her, I think. From her newest album. Uh, but it's called Party Up the Street. It's got Will Made It and Sway Lee on it. And it's a really pretty, like, nice song. I, re- I really like it. Okay. It's like a little more mellow than you would think for okay. Miley Cyrus. It's Dig great. It. Uh, Wait, what's it called? Party Up the Street. Oh, no, that's from an EP, not an album. Why so, are you like this? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, what What does that do for you? <laughs> like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you know, okay, here's what it is. Here's what it actually is. Oh, man. When you're talking on mic... It's just so you don't get someone saying like, it's actually an EP, not an album. Well, like your Minchies or something. You know? I'm protecting you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if, if we were in conversation, I would not, I probably would not uh, uh, correct anything. <laughs> Is that true, Caroline? Uh, no, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I feel 
feel like I did. Uh, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. She is No, coming. great job censoring yourself today. <laughs> you really been nailing it. I'm going to take a knee on this one and stay out of it. Uh, good lift up. We turn it to Jason. Uh, you can lift me up at Jason Hawk Harris. Uh, that's Hawk, Hawk like the bird, Harris like the last name. Mm-hmm. And um, I would like to lift up a show that I've been watching lately on Amazon Prime that I really love called Fleabag. And Amen. I'm really into it right now because I think it shows like... I'm surprised you haven't finished it. I haven't. I've never... I just started it last night. Oh, oh yeah, okay. So there I'm is. on like episode oh, two of the second season. Yeah, it's, it's so rare to to find someone who says, I'm in the middle of it because it's so compact. It is, yeah. It's like, it's like a long movie, I yeah. mean, really. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I just love how they like shine a light on like love and sex addiction. I think oh, it yeah. is a very real thing. And like she I I don't know what it is. I love how she works the camera. Like when she looks at the camera and does those little smiles or like eye looks or whatever, it mm-hmm. just makes the show for me. It's, it's hard great. to do and she is the best she ever was at yeah, it. Yeah, she's great. Do you think my uh, do you think uh, my Brett Gelman impression is good at all or do you think Wait, it what's sucks? your Brett Gelman? Uh, I'm not a bad guy. I just have a bad personality. <laughs> you got the like, like cadence down. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's not the right timber, and it's not I the right loudness. Say, it's not you the right timbre. Yeah. I just have a, I just have a bad personality. Well, it's me, I just Brett have a bad Gelman. Personality. That's closer. It's a little lower. I'm a conspiracy theorist on Stranger Things. Oh, you got the, you it's got the cadence there. though. A little bit the cadence John is good. A little Malkovich in there for sure. No, yeah. it's almost like a bad Jack Nicholson and a bad Paul yeah. Wynn mashed together. <laughs> I just have a bad personality. You just have a Persona- bad. Per- he's like a little angrier in it. Like well, that like yeah, yeah, it's uh yeah. Anyway, well, but yeah. Just like all Christians, it's a work in progress. Uh, <laughs> oh, and your album comes out August 23rd. It does. Uh, is it as good, better, or worse than Step Up to the Microphone? Um, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that it's uh, it's um, at least as good. It's as good! Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Great. Check it out when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere. I just remember. I just clocked Gerbert on your sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a hearty oh, summer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gerbert. Uh, Bath tubs for everybody. Boy. Gerber, you're I don't, I'm not, not comfortable with that, Kevin. Like well, yeah. he, was a, he was a little boy when we watched him, and that was like 1989. No, cartoons don't grow no, up with you. They don't boy, become Kevin. 60. They do on my Tumblr. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they do on my tummy, and I was going to throw They do on my tummy. <laughs> there is a, uh, speaking of which, there is a uh, Mickey Mouse short that came out recently in which Mickey and Minnie have sex in Goofy's tummy. It's very strange. No, yep. that can't be it. No, I'm going to send it From to you. From Disney? Yeah, it's true. Wait. No, that's the not The implication it. is that they're either making out like ferociously or having intercourse in Goofy's tummy. It might not be Goofy. It might be another character. Boom, boom, and Goofy's tummy. But yeah, I'm going to send it to you because it's real. It um, truly is horny summer 2019. Well. Even Disney's in. Listen, I'm going to lift up my horny summer 2019 playlist I've made on Spotify. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Is this, is this, this whole has show been just been you doing con. that? This is a long con. <laughs> this is a long con. playlist? Oh this is a summer playlist? What? I don't get money off of this. I mean, I'm going to follow it like right now. Uh, like, it's a public service. <laughs> that's great. No, that's so fun you shared that. I don't like when I'm like 
part of your marketing plan, but it's fine. It's fine. Listen, for enthusiastically consenting adults, now's the time. Get out there. I would argue I wasn't consenting. Slide in. Be bold. (laughs) Uh, Again, for the marrieds in the room, it's like, you know, I guess be bold with your spouse. I don't know what to say about that. You can do that. Be adventurous Mm -hmm. with your husband's holy hubby hog or whatever we're calling it now. But uh, Husband's holy hubby. Yeah, how do you? What do you prefer? What not? I like that. That's good. That's four okay. H. Four H club, baby. <laughs> Join the four H club <laughs> this summer. We've and been then, raising large hogs, <laughs> prize winning hogs. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, Pig man. in the city. Uh, <laughs> you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/GoodChristianFun for more good Christian fun every week. And every review you leave us on Apple Podcasts, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is Back to Humanity. It's a New York-based nonprofit that facilitates holistic rehabilitation for sex trafficking survivors. Hey, give me your support, Jason. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks on the for show. having me. I Old had a friend. lot of fun. What a great time! Come back anytime. Oh, you want to talk about Richie Mullins or Mr. Norman or Let's do it. Any of those old big boys? And there's nothing left to say except for, and all of Pod's people said, Amen. Amen. I just have a bad personality. Always. Keep working. Always. Always. Okay, uh, Jason. What song are we going out on? Oh shoot! Okay, let's go out on um, "I'm Not Ashamed." Oh, I'm not ashamed. I mean, you know, it's the first Newsboys hit, so I feel like it's appropriate. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Your air drums are on point. It's such a weird loop. The '90s. You guys like the '80s? It's the '90s again. Stranger Things. All right, we'll see you next week on GCF. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.